everybody's Ash. And I'm Sam. And welcome to the Sam and Ash Experience. Yes, welcome. First off, we want to give a couple shout outs. We're yes. going to try to do this every every single episode. Just give a little shout out to, you know, who's like really rocking with us. Right, right, right. Um, first, we would like to thank my cousin Dana. She helped share and tag us in some of her feeds. And then I want to thank my good friend Montera yes. for just believing in us and she's so excited she will be on the show to do one episode so y'all look out for that. Yes, thank y'all very much for all your love and support and for sharing and um, it really means the world to us. So It really does. Especially when we have issues like we've been having but hopefully we've been working those issues out. Yeah, our sound has been like good. <laughs> But we've been working on it. We have, like we said last week, two mics now, and we're working on the software, so hopefully we're good to go. And we look so professional. <laughs> anyway, so um, this week we are doing the urban legend slash, I said witches, but she couldn't really find anything, so I don't know what she's going to yeah, talk about this week. Yeah, I'm just going to surprise her one time. <laughs> okay, so... I'm kind of regretting this, but you could go first since I went first last time. Okay, everyone. Let's dim the lights. Picture it. Oh, my gosh. Texas, 1995. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I couldn't find anything witchy. Okay, so I decided I'm just going to go uh, urban. Not really an urban legend, but like it is a legend. Um, so I decided I was going to do something... A little different, and I picked El Coco. Now, El Coco originated in the 17th century and has evolved over the years. It's a mythical, shape-shifting creature, and it varies in description from country to country. El Coco goes by a couple of different names, and one of these names you're actually going to know because you were terrified as a kid <laughs> with this. Okay, so El Coco goes by a couple of different names. The original is El Coco. In Puerto Rico, Chile, Uruguay, and Argentina, it's called El Cuco. Los Cucos. No, that's a messy restaurant. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> like Los Cucos? No. Um, but amongst the Mexican Americans, it's called the Cucuy. Okay, I'm triggered. <laughs> Listen, most of y'all don't know, but all my family and friends know that I am half Hispanic. And growing up, my mother, along with my aunts, would torment me with the kukui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the time you said that you, you, uh, you and your brothers, and so they all get like a run and start and like dive. Oh, there's, no, there was like bedtime. Oh, no, you better hurry up and go before the kukui comes. And we just start taking off running and then dive into bed and like wrap our feet real tight and like close our eyes so tight we could not look. <laughs> yes, that's why I picked this one because I love tormenting Sam, so. <sighs> thanks. It, it warms my heart. Yes, thanks. <laughs> warms my heart. One thing that remains the same throughout all the different Spanish-speaking countries is that the legend is used to scare little kids into going to bed, okay? It freaking works. <laughs> and usually it's, you know, you'll tell them, hey, if you if you don't behave and you don't go to sleep, the kukui's gonna get you. Mm -hmm. Bite your right. ankles and <laughs> drag you to hell. Passage or something. 
something because I still don't sleep with my feet outside of the covers. I ain't getting dragged to hell. Not today. <laughs> Again, so, like I said, the description of the Kukui, El Coco, El Cuco, they all vary from country to country, like the descriptions. In Spain, El Coco is described as a hairy or even shapeless monster. While in Latin America, the Kukui can be described as a small humanoid with glowing red eyes that hides under beds and in closets. Okay, I hate that. Can you imagine just being asleep all of a sudden something just reaches up and just tickles your toes? <laughs> It tickles your ankles. Until <laughs> it grabs you and yanks you down to hell. No, but one thing I do one thing I do hate, I hate when a closet door is open. Oh that that scares me more than anything I think. I do not sleep with the closet door open. No. Ever. Cause that is like that is super That's scary. Just asking for a haunting <laughs> asking for some dark shit coming up. <laughs> But some of the lore um, says that um, it portrays the Kukui as a child that has that was a victim of violence. Like he's alive, but he ain't alive, and that's terrifying. It's sad to me, but it's more terrifying than sad because something about children and nuns. I ain't about that life. <laughs> Not even close because. They say that like a lot of demons like to use kids because you're more prone to like trust them and want to you know help them. Like no, we ain't got time for no devil children. Don't help nothing. Don't do nothing. <laughs> Just mind your own. <laughs> right, look the other way. <laughs> In Brazil, they have a similar creature, and you're gonna love this. Oh Jesus! Called Kuka. Some men might say that it's the devil. <laughs> and women, hell. Right? Some women, hey. Look, ain't my business. But they have a similar creature called Kuka, which is depicted as a, and you're still gonna love this, a female humanoid alligator or an old lady with a sack. <laughs> what? She uses the sack to spirit away, like to take the children, the disobedient children, in her sack, like Krampus. <laughs> and she will either make soup or soap out of them. Or both. Or both. <laughs> First of all, I'm not bathing with no, with a soap that's made out of children, I'll pass. I'll just be funky. I don't care. But a soup, you can't really tell. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying, a soup, you can't really tell if there's children in it because like, it might taste like chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. <laughs> or a manwich. <laughs> we will explain why I don't eat manwich next episode. Because <laughs> y'all are going to be like, really? But that was just a, my little tidbit. Mine was short and sweet. But Sam's is a little bit more in depth. Short and sweet? It's been haunting me for 34 years. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. Don't even know. <laughs> All my fellow Hispanics are triggered right now. Thank you for that. You're welcome. <laughs> my story is going to be on the Bell Witch. I love this one because it kind of falls into like all my favorite categories. Like there's some lore, urban legend, ghost stories, a little bit of everything. So witchy because you know we in our past life we used to be a witch. I don't like it. No, I died during the witch trials, so I'm just reincarnated. And let me tell you, being burned at the stake was not fun. That's why I'm dark. <laughs> <laughs> oh my 
Oh my goodness. No, we were more the ones that were dancing out naked in the moonlight, drunk as hell. <laughs> That's a good Friday night. Just... Right. <laughs> okay, so let's get to this because this one is kind of lengthy, but it's worth it. Trust me. Okay, so like I said, mine was over the Bell Witch. Okay, the story takes place. Picture it. Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. That's just... Sicily, 1922. <laughs> Okay, so it takes place in Red River, Tennessee, which is actually now known as Adams, Tennessee. It's a small town on the outskirts of Nashville. There was a man named John Bell who was married to a woman named Lucy. Juicy Lucy. <laughs> oh, oh. Juicy Lucy. In 1804, the Bell family and 10 other families made the decision to move from North Carolina to Tennessee, which... At the time, it wasn't just like, hey, let's pack up, we're going to head out west or north. Um, they really had to consider this because they had to load everything into wagons and basically either walk or ride by wagons. And the first thing that came to my mind was back in the day when we used to play that game, the Oregon Trail. <laughs> the Oregon Trail. Listen, I could not go anywhere without getting dysentery, a snake bite, or dying in the damn river. <laughs> See what the way the rapids? <laughs> Or losing an ox somewhere. Or losing an ox. Oh. That game tilted me so bad. <laughs> if you have anger problems now, that's because of the organization. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> Everything went well. The traveling went well. So when they got to Adams, they purchased a lot of land. And him and his family started clearing it out for farming. They built their two-story house. And they started to settle and have a family. And they were doing really well. Um, one of the families that moved with the Bells was called the Bats, which I don't know where all these B names are coming from, but whatever. <laughs> uh, the man of the house, Frederick Bat, was hurt in a farming accident, which really hurt them at the time because he was the main source of income. Um, he couldn't work because he was disabled, so he ended up having to sell part of his land because they really needed money to survive. One of the people that ended up buying part of the land was John Bell. And, well, Fred had a wife named Kate. Oh, Kate. Oh, Catherine. And she, when she found out about the transaction, she got really, really pissed because John, she thought that John was taking advantage of their family, uh, being in this situation, and being poor, and needing to sell the land. And she thought that they sold it for him. Uh, they thought that she sold the land to him for way less than what it was worth. They, She thought that they could have got a lot more for it. So apparently she swore that she would make the family pay for it mm. like yeah in addition to the land bell purchased a slave from kate's brother-in-law benjamin mm. yeah Man, so <laughs> however no mind <laughs> <laughs> because you were a slave you're part of past life <laughs> was actually a young girl so he decided out of the kindness of his heart and when I say this I say this very loosely but you know the time he would wait until she was older to take her away from her mother so she could be raised and all that for her mother and learn more skills um, so when the time came and she was older John went to pick her up and Ben was like um no she's worth way more money now so you're gonna need to pay me more money and John was like no I already paid for this and Deal is done, you know, so he just went up and took her. He was like, well, I'm going to take my belongings, thank you. Right, like I already made this transaction, it's paid 
in full. Right, I'd be like, well, let me get my belongings. <laughs> just picks her up and just <laughs> throws her over her shoulder. Um, back then, John took her and Ben got mad, so he filed a lawsuit for extortion. However, communication was horrible back then, and John didn't even know he was being sued and didn't show up. Because he was uh, at the house chilling. <laughs> right. So eventually word was getting around town because the bats were talking so much smack about the Bell family. So a lot of people stopped liking the Bat family and respecting them because if you remember, the Bells had a lot of land and farming and stuff. So they were really big in, in the town. And in her, on the other hand, they didn't like Kate at all. And she was just spreading rumors about John. Right, Kate was like, that old bastard. <laughs> Apparently the locals really hated Kate because she was a strong and tough woman. And that wasn't really well received. Once her husband had got hurt, she became the head of the house. And the men were threatened by that. People in town said that she was acting extremely entitled and obnoxious. She was described as loud and boisterous and pretty much controlling. Um, she wanted to be involved in the business side of things, especially when it came to her own finances inches which really was unheard of at the time so it really weirded people out that she was even involved so basically she was a boss bitch exactly and, and she handled her shit handle it <laughs> with an iron fist right it i don't really like, see anything like today she would have been like you go girl you know your husband got hurt you stepped up to the plate exactly and and like I said, I think it's so stupid right. that men like belittle us like so much and just thought like we were so yeah. like so submissive. Like no, like no, we can handle a lot of stuff. We play the victim, but no, we can right. handle a lot of stuff. Right. A lot of people thought that Kate was practicing witchcraft, of course. <laughs> um, like, oh, she's a strong, independent woman. Witchery. <laughs> that sorcery. Sorcery. <laughs> Okay, so now in our history, um, tons of people were accused of basically practicing witchcraft when they actually wasn't. I say this loosely because the story is practically hearsay. We don't really know if she was or not. A lot of the times, rumors were spread about women who were feminist or spiritual in another way than Christian or who were anti-Puritan at the time. Especially if a woman was coming off really strong and taking a man's role easily i could easily see them be like yeah this bitch is a witch oh that's so dumb look listen just because i dance naked in the moonlight <laughs> doesn't mean i'm, I'm practicing witchcraft maybe right. i'm just really drunk <laughs> you don't know my life right. my struggles my bra size nothing <laughs> At the time, I guess a lot of people really thought she was a witch, so. And a lot of people thought that her husband got hurt because of her. They thought that God was really angry from her practicing the witchcraft, that he punished her husband and hurt him. <laughs> or her husband was just either drunk or clumsy. And that's what I'm saying. Or just had a regular accident. <laughs> like, things happen, people. It's not because of witchcraft. Okay, so that was that story. Now, here's where it starts getting juicy. <laughs> Okay, so the story of the Bell haunting at the Bell family house is really where the meat of the story is. In 1817, the haunting of the Bell house really began. It starts when John went hunting. He was on his land and he came across this animal that had a body of a dog and a head of a rat. That is... I can't even picture that. I can't, first, I can't picture it. Number no. two, why? Why a, why a bunny? 
I don't know. He said that it was covered in black fur and it was like snarling at him. <laughs> Can you see this rap just snarling? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But no, like, but what kind of dog was it? A Rottweiler? I don't know, but if I a saw pit, it, a poodle? A weedy dog. No, it's like a little. A Yorkie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They didn't really say, but I mean, if I saw it, I'd be freaked out too. I'd be like, no, I'll, me personally, I wouldn't be like as freaked out. I'll just be like, what? I would think it's one of those things that are not supposed to be named. Right, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go back. Just, <laughs> I'm just gonna walk back. Backtracking, like, this isn't my field. <laughs> the hunter in him and his natural instincts kicked in, and he started just shooting at this thing. And he thought he hit it. After he started shooting, he ran up closer to it to get a closer look, and nothing was there. No hide, no hair, no nothing. Can you just, just disappear. But can you just see him just stand there like straight with his hands like beside him like this like, well, that's not my field. <laughs> right? I don't know what I would do, honestly. I would just be like, I think I've been in the sun too long. I, I have to go back to Lucy and get some water. I feel like I need some of Lucy's old lemonade. <laughs> that does the trick every time. Right? So after this, that's when the encounters really started getting crazy and stuff just started escalating. The Bell family talked about a lot of sounds that were happening around the house. It started at night, it started to sound like people were throwing pebbles at the house. And whenever they would uh, hear this, they would run out to see like if there was kids or something throwing stones. And nobody would be there. Your damn kids just out there shaking your fists. <laughs> <laughs> they would hear the windows creaking and scary noises like animal howling. Um, and they were... They weren't really freaked out until the sound started happening in the house. Nope. Right. They claimed that they would hear scratching on the walls, on the doors, on the windows. Uh, it says that the source was coming from inside their house, but yet when they looked, nothing was there. They couldn't find anything. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so the family tried to ignore it like most people that don't claim ghosts do. Like, that was the way. Martha, that was <laughs> They were like, out of sight, out of mind. I'm not even going to pay attention to this. It, it's something logical happening. But then they worked for a little while until they started having physical attacks. Listen, it's just like, out of sight, out of mind. But then all of a sudden, it just comes up taps you on the show. Like, you know, I'm here. I'm here, right? I'm here for you. <laughs> ignore me all you want. All right. Ignore and me basically, it was just like a woman. Like, ignore a woman and... Watch this. Exactly. <laughs> Can you ignore this now? <laughs> uh, one night, their 14-year-old daughter, Betsy, woke up to the sound of scratching on the walls. And when she woke up, she realized that her hair was actually tied to the bedpost. Like in a knot? <laughs> yeah. Like she couldn't move. Like it was tied down. It was like a rat's nest. <laughs> <laughs> she started freaking out and then something just started slapping her across the face. And she could <laughs> <laughs> just started slapping her and she couldn't describe it by anything other than it was a fool trying to do this like it didn't feel like a hand like if i just smacked you one time well she face. couldn't see anything she just felt like things hitting her yeah <laughs> and uh, when she tried to pull the covers over her face to shield her face the covers would be ripped off like and 
continually starting to like Karen. Listen, so basically the ghost is like, okay, she's trying to pull it up, up like over her face to stop it. Jake comes out of her head like, look, now you're going to take his ass on the day. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Like, what did I do? <laughs> so uh, John and Lucy started hearing their daughter screaming, so they ran to the room. When they opened the door, they could obviously see that the daughter was panicked, and she had red welts and marks all over her face. Can you imagine being asleep, just uh, had a hard day, come home, finally lay your old weary bones down, and all of a sudden something starts beating the shit like, what the hell? And yes. like, you can't see anything, so you're like, just like, you're bewildered, like, oh my god, what's going and on? And you're like, trying to cover yourself, like, protecting yourself, <clears throat> and covering skin. That is my main fear. To be laying in bed and the covers be ripped off of me. Or to feel somebody sit in bed with you. I know. That, that right there, that, I think that would scare me more than they just like the pressure. Like somebody sitting on the bed, that right. would scare me so You much. just hear it crink like, <clears throat> and then you see like the indent of somebody. Oh, no. Like, get your musty self <laughs> off my bed. This is your house now. I'm just going to leave. So I'm, let me just pack a few things and then I got your way. So, um. They would stay up with their kids because after this started happening, it started happening to her younger brothers too. So they weren't getting any sleep around the house. They were just like, okay, well, what's going on? You know, they can't see what this is happening. They would wake up with welts on their face and their bodies. They would also wake up to the sounds of rats chewing on their bedposts. And when this happened, they would run into their parents' room and like, just cry. So all the kids getting ass whooped by this right? ghost. <laughs> Because they done did something. Right. In addition to all this happening to the kids, John actually had some physical things happen. He had paralysis on part of his face, and it was drooping down. So, like, he had a stroke. He stroked out. Um, he said stroked out. <laughs> and his tongue would swell up really bad, so he couldn't even eat. So he wasn't eating, he wasn't sleeping, he, it was just deteriorating really fast. They were super freaked out, but at the time, being haunted was, like, taboo. Like, you were either crazy, making it up, you know, people didn't believe you. Or, or you people, were practicing witchcraft. Right. <laughs> or people wanted to do an exorcism, and it was just like this big circus of, like, you said that you were being haunted. So, they didn't want to tell anybody. And the reputation was already kind of shitty because of the drama with the back. So, they were just like, we're going to try and keep it to ourselves, pray about it, hopefully it'll get better. But, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. After they started praying about it, the activity started getting worse, mm. which is never a good sign. It is never a good sign. Um, like, some of the slaves around would see birds, and they would also claim that the animals could talk. And quite a few of them mentioned a talking donkey. Donkey! Donkey. <laughs> I love freaking Shrek. I'm sorry. Whenever I heard that, I was like, Shrek? <laughs> he just wanted to make damn waffles. Yes. Oh, I love that freaking movie. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, this wasn't a happy Disney. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Or whatever. Shortly after this, Bessie started getting really freaked out. She was stressed. She wasn't 
sleeping. So she was like, you know what? I'm going to wake up. I'm going to go for a walk. So she started to take a walk in the field by the house. Which, if we can remember, that's not a good thing. Because we already know what her dad saw. And It was Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> so when she was walking, all of a sudden, she saw this little girl in a green dress. And she was just hanging by the tree limb. Hanging by her hand. Just dangling there. Swinging in the wind. And she said that she claims that she only saw this image for like a brief second before it disappeared. I want to know who the little girl is. I don't like, know. Like, what is her, like... Purpose? Her purpose. I don't. I mean, she besides, just disappeared. Besides swaying in the wind. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd be like... This is not my again. field. <laughs> <laughs> once again, like... Once again, this is not my field. This isn't where I park my wagon. <laughs> Okay, so uh, she claims that she, like I said, she only seen it for a brief moment. And this is the time, like, the activity just kept ramping up. And the family was experiencing things. It was getting bad. Even though they were trying to keep quiet, none of them were sleeping. And they were getting so desperate that John finally decided to reach out to one of his good friends. And like I said, I am sorry, but I love you. You're my ride or die. Mm-hmm best friend, sister, but keep your hauntings to yourself. <laughs> Not call me to come over to check this thing out. Like, you've already told me some of your things, and I'm going to tell you all this one story. It was it was terrible. It was, pre it was pretty terrifying, because when she told me, I was like, I have well, to live Jesus. Here. <laughs> I was like, well, Jesus. <laughs> um, back in, like, what do you say, 2006? 2010? Uh, probably around 2000... No, it was no, no, later I, than that. I don't know. I think, was I already married? You were married. Yeah, that's right. It was 2006 then. Okay. <laughs> so, it was, uh, she was married at the time. And it was in, in a town beside ours. And I was like, okay, I'll come over and I'll stay the night with you. Because I don't see you that often. So, everything was fine. We had dinner. We were watching movies. She was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed. I was settling down. Of course, my feet were tucked in firmly. So the cocoon couldn't get me. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, I just wake up. And I look in the corner. Because at the time, like, in our house, it was, like, the living room. And then you go through this little doorway in the kitchen. And then another doorway is her room. And I look in the doorway. And there was, and as cliche as it sounds, I swear, there was this lady with, like, dark, unruly hair, long and she was wearing a white dress or like a uh, not a white dress but like a white gown mm. like sleeping gown and she was just sitting there and I was like hello <laughs> this isn't my build <laughs> <laughs> no but I was like I just blinked and I was like you can't sleep you got this <laughs> your feet are tucked it's fine I open my eyes and every time I open my eyes it gets closer and closer until she's like sitting above and at this time, like, I'm sh I'm not going to open my eyes again. Every time she's getting closer, she's already in my face. I don't like people with my face. <laughs> so I just squinched my eyes. I pulled back to my youth, and I squinched my eyes as tight as I could go. And I guess I fell asleep because the next morning, she comes in all bright and chipper, and I'm just like, I want to go home. Like... And now, like yesterday. Right? <laughs> and past that, like, I never stayed the night in her house. Ever. Ever. And and the house I stayed in, I always said this, I felt like I was never alone, when, even when my ex-husband would, like, leave and, like, go to, like, the store. If And I'll be there by myself, and I'm just like, I feel like I'm never alone. Like, there's always somebody there. Yeah. 
So, like I said, don't call me. Call an exorcist. Call a priest. <laughs> call the ghost of interesting. Right? I will send you some sage and some crystals and wish you a good ado. <laughs> I said good day. I said good day, sir. <laughs> okay, so they reached out to his friend. And his friend and his wife were really religious. And they were like, okay, we got this. We'll come over. We'll help pray. And we'll get this out for you. Well, he when he got there, he started experiencing the same things. He was getting messed with. So he, one night he was like, okay, who are you? What is your name? And he had claimed that he heard the name Kate. Now, again, <laughs> this could have been made up. They were having some beef with the family. So there might be a room for small town shenanigans. Because you know how those small towns are. Mm-hmm. But, um. They really thought that Kate was haunting them, but she was dead. So that's why they thought that she was a witch, because, you know, how could she be in the place and, right, you know, she, not be there? Yeah, they probably just, like, it was, like, astral projection. Right. Because, you know. Something that they couldn't explain. But the, my big thing, were they using a Ouija board? Because that's never a good idea. I, they didn't say, but no one that time, probably. <sighs> Things just escalating once again. The prayers wasn't working. It was just getting worse. So John decided that finally he was going to get help by the community. Can you just see him like strutting into town? On a soapbox. Sitting in a soapbox in the middle of the square with a scroll. (laughs) With a scroll. We got a haunted here. (laughs) He went to the community and asked for help. You know, people were like, what? Hauntings? Like, what's going on? And people didn't really believe it. So the word started, you know, small town once again. Uh, word got out quick that this was a haunting. And they were like, nah, let's go see it. You know, like, your crazy self would be like, ooh, let's go. Hey, you know, this is a haunting. <laughs> I thought like it would be a cool experience. Let's just uh... You're all giddy and I'm crying in the back. <laughs> like, so people started coming out and at the time it was like oh they're just trying to gain money from this like it's not true people were just trying to disprove it left and right but the bells never charged anything at the time never charged they just wanted, right they just wanted to get it resolved Some you know? so people were like checking under the house seeing if they had like a megaphone <laughs> under there with somebody being like Ooh. <laughs> but nobody could find anything so this got so big that Andrew Jackson, who Andrew was, Big Guns Jackson, right, who was the Army General at the time, but would be eventually like our future president, he heard about this story and was like, I'm going to check this out myself. It sounds cool. <laughs> so basically, he was like the Zach Bagans of the. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, Zach Bagans of the 1800s. <laughs> So he took a group of his men, Aaron and Jay Watts. (laughs) And Billy. Right. (laughs) So he took a group of men. They were going to the house to stay so they could experience this for themselves. You know, they they were probably like all like, yeah, you're going to get scared. No, I'm tough. You know, the whole big guy thing. And uh, whenever they got to the road in their wagon, all of a sudden their wheels just stopped working. They couldn't get the horses to go. They couldn't move. It was just like their wagon was cemented to the ground. And they started taking off, the, you know, trying to push the horses. They tried to like take off all the, the wheels to see if there was something wrong, if they hit something. And it was So Andrew Jackson apparently 
said, by the eternal voice, it's the witch. <laughs> and they claimed that this voice came out of nowhere and said, all right, general, let the wagon move. I'll see you later tonight. And the wagon started moving again. If there's a disembodied voice that comes out of nowhere and says, Hey, General, I'm going to let your little wagon move. I'm going to see you later on the night. Right. I'm like, first of all, Lord, is that you? Uh, Jesus? Is you that Jesus? Jesus? <laughs> is that you? <laughs> yeah, they checked everywhere and they didn't find anything they said. No, I'll be like, Jesus. I would have turned like, around right there and be like, Ooh, this is in my field. <laughs> but no, I've been like, Lord, is do you, do you got something to say? <laughs> right? I'm listening, Lord. So I'm listening, Lord. They get really excited at this point. Because at first it was just like, they couldn't say other speakers. They wouldn't think that, that it wasn't a thought, you know, invented back then. Like, it was talking about a megaphone. Hello. But, uh, so they get to the house and they plan on staying like a couple of nights. But that night, it, they claimed that it was so haunted, they only stayed for one night and they got the hell out the next day. They were like, well, friends, it's been real. <laughs> right? Um, they said that, I guess she just liked to smack folks around because she, they said that, you know, there was talking. They would actually have conversations with the spirit. You know, they would ask a question that you know, answer. And Andrew Jackson actually claimed that he would rather face an entire British army than face the Bell House at night again. Listen. That's some messed up stuff. Now, you know, you, you know, your house is super ultra haunted if a general who, who's seen battle who's been in battle right. would rather face a whole army by himself than to be in a house okay so john's house was getting worse day by day he wasn't eating he wasn't sleeping he was just a nervous wreck all the time and so was lucy's um she ended up getting terribly sick with a lung infection but while she was sick in bed she claimed that kate actually came to her bedside to help her which i don't get but i guess it was like listen like my beef isn't with you is with it's with, with, with all boys right but which isn't you know explain why she was smacking up her kids i guess they were just bad kids and like listen Spare the rod. Spare the rod and spoil the child. <laughs> she was like, they're getting the ass beat. <laughs> right, they get they getting beat today. Right. So um she would claim that Kate would leave grapes and hazelnuts by her bedside. Grapes and hazelnuts. Combination. Weird combination. I guess it's like a healing thing, maybe, the vitamins in it. Maybe that was just her favorites. But um Nobody would let her in or anything, so she would just show up. And these things would be at her bedside. Lucy did end up getting better. She said it might have even been because of Kate helping her that she had survived. But poor John was just getting worse. Um, he became really sick and eventually died on the morning of December 20th, 1820. Mm -hmm. um, John Bell, he was found in bed. And one of John's sons claimed that when he came into his room and he found his uh, father dead, he found this empty vial by his dad's bedside. And whenever he leaned over to like check his vitals or whatever, he said there was this nasty smell coming from his dad's mouth and he thought that it was poison. Or he might have had halitosis. Who knows? Right? <laughs> he was dead. All right, he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so um, according to the Bell family, they asked Kate, uh, Kate about this, and she claimed that she had fixed 
his meds last night by giving him a big old dose, and he will never get out of bed again. No. Uh, what was really interesting about all this is that John's death is actually documented with a quote-unquote supernatural force being the cause of death. That is craziness. Like, ever has ever been, like... And this is the first time and probably the only time in U.S. history where a spirit was formally blamed for someone's death. A lot of people thought that they were being haunted by a witch. Whether it was Kate or not, it, they just thought it was a witch or a spirit that was haunting them. So they were started referring it to as, like, the Bell Witch. And that's how they got their name. Hmm. Um, apparently at John's funeral, Kate was like mocking his death and she was laughing and making inappropriate jokes. So she was just being a complete bitch at, <laughs> at that man's funeral. Right? Sounds like some of the family members I said. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, you messy. Listen, usually like funerals bring out the nastiest it, of people. It, it brings the worst out of people. And, um, the greed. Anyway, so after he died, all the activity stopped. So it must have been attached to him. to him. Yeah, a lot of people said that because John died, Kate was happy uh, with the outcome and she had no reason to continue to haunt the family anymore. Mm. But however, this might not have been the case because in 1821, uh, Betsy said that she got engaged to a, a man named Joshua Gardner. And shortly after she was engaged, she was once again walking in that freaking field. The same field. This right? is not my field. <laughs> and um, she saw that little girl hanging from a tree again. But apparently this time the girl had warned Betsy to end her engagement. And Becky was so freaked out that she broke her engagement. To this guy. Okay, I really want to know who the little girl is. Like, is she just like an omen? Like, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, if you do this, bad things will happen. Yeah, like she's just like an omen, but she's a little girl, which is creepy. Right. And she, why is she always hanging in the tree? Right. Like just a freaking monkey. Hanging, right. Like a monkey. That's exactly how she would hang. Uh, it was speculated that uh, at the time that she was engaged that her teacher was actually hot on her and he was like 10 years older than her. But she was already seeing this other guy and she was like, no, no, I don't want to do all that. She was like, I'm engaged. Well, after she broke off her engagement, she actually ended up getting married to this guy, Didn't to the teacher. Anything? So uh, there were rumors that this whole thing was made up and they thought that it was made up by her new husband, which was the teacher, Richard Powell. And he was super highly educated. And since he was highly educated, people believed him because they thought he was credible. And that's how the story spread. However, that's dumb. Like, why would you make up something like that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Andrew Big Guns Jackson who wouldn't right. even stay in the house. Right. And all these people came over and there was all these accounts. Is like, But yeah. it could have been later on, like, oh, like, if somebody was to tell you the story, but she wasn't around for it, you'd be like, yeah, I mean, like he but just maybe he just happened. exaggerated like right. a couple things, maybe. So, um, but however, people to this day claim that there are still things going on there. And in 1843, the house was actually torn down, and the land was used for just farming, and there was no real hauntings happening there. But people said that there was a cave nearby, which is actually where the Bell Witch went to. Yeah, she's haunting the cave. Right. People said that if you decide to go visit you should never take anything there or you should never bring anything back 
because now you could actually buy tickets to go in to the cave. And there was a story of one man that took a rock from a cave, which, why? Why do these people get mocked or take something or, you know, anything like that when they know that there's a bad, bad juju around this thing? Stop touching stuff. Right? So, um, within three days, horrible things started happening to this guy. He lost his house, he lost his job, and his wife died. Stop touching stuff. Sounds like a country song. It <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, once again, I saw this uh, story on Ghost Adventures. Shout out so to they the Ghost Adventures crew. Right. So they thought that this was all like, that was one version of it. But whenever the Ghost Adventures crew came, he actually, like, there's still the bells that live there on that property, not on the property, but in that town. And they think that what had happened was, when they first moved there, their son and his friend were digging up, uh, like, I don't know if they were digging up, like, for farming or just randomly being boys and digging up holes to bury something, but they actually found the skull. And when they did, they took off running and they went back to the house and uh, they said that one of the teeth fell out of the skull and fell through the crack of a, a board. And whenever all these hauntings happened, the, bell, uh, the witch would be like, you have something of mine and I want it back. Mm. And they said that the cave, the reason why the cave is so haunted is because it was an Indian burial ground and that they buried all their people like on the top of the cave because it was closer to, which could be true because you know the hauntings and like things to do with the Indian burial ground. Like you don't like, you mess don't with their stuff it. at all. So, so basically the witch is like, all I want for Christmas is from two front teeth. Okay, one of the teeth fell out. Right. But can you see the little boys, they like, through like, they're like, <laughs> like, through the skull and it's just like. Right. I don't know. Whichever version you believe, it's still really interesting. Like I said, it had everything that I love and hate at the same time. <laughs> you know, it's creepy and I could imagine being haunted for all the years. But this is my my favorite part of the story was Andrew Big Gus Jackson and the disembodied voice. I love the fact that he was just like all big and bad, like, yeah, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna show who's boss and like ran like a bitch the next day. <laughs> like I'd rather take down armies by myself. I ain't doing this. So actually the story was more popular than you think. Like um some popular movies and stuff were based off loosely based off of the story, like the the Blair Witch Project. Listen, <laughs> running around the woods. Naughty. Snotty and running, crying the whole time. <laughs> I'm so scared. So scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, American Haunting. That's pretty good. Or some of them. Yeah, that was my story. I know it's long, but ugh, I could talk for hours about lore. Andrew Jackson was my favorite part of the whole entire story. <laughs> Anyways, if you want to get in touch with us or check out our Instagram, you can add our email is salmonash.expodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is salmonash underscore exp underscore podcast. And we also have a Twitter now and it is at salmonash podcast. So it's P-O-D-C-A-1. I don't know, it just randomly picked that. <laughs> So um, we're going to try to be more interactive on uh, Twitter, 
seeing, you know, do y'all want something older or newer, or, you know, so y'all can help us choose if you'd like. We're going to get out of here because it is 1136 at night and we both worked and I was up at the witching hour. The and witching hour. I got uh, to bed and right. wrap myself up and wrap up my feet. That's <laughs> right so the kukui doesn't drag you to hell. Right. <laughs> um, Bite tackles. <laughs> Uh, I hope y'all have a good week and we will see you next time. Bye!